Act Four, The Tempest, by William Shakespeare. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Tempest, Act Four, Scene One, Before Prospero's Cell. Enter Prospero, Ferdinand, and Miranda. If I have too austerely punished you. Your compensation makes amends, for I have given you here a third of mine own life, or that for which I live, who once again I tender to thy hand. All thy vexations were but trials of thy love, and thou hast strangely stood the test. Here, afore heaven, I ratify this my rich gift. O oh, Ferdinand, do not smile at me that I boast her off, for thou shalt find she will outstrip all praise, and make it halt behind her. I do believe it against an oracle. Then, as my gift and thine own acquisition worthily purchased, take my daughter. But if thou dost break her virgin knot before all sanctimonious ceremonies may with full and holy rite be ministered, no sweet aspersion shall the heavens let fall to make this contract grow but barren hate sour-eyed disdain and discord shall bestrew the union of your bed with weeds so loathly that you shall hate it both therefore take heed as hymen's lamps shall light you as i hope for quiet days fair issue and long life with such love as tis now the murkiest den the most opportune place, the strongest suggestion our worser genius can, shall never melt mine honour into lust, to take away the edge of that day's celebration, when I shall think, or Phoebus' steeds are foundered, or night kept chained below. Fairly spoke. Sit, then, and talk with her. She is thine own. What, Ariel? My industrious servant, Ariel. Enter Ariel. What would, my potent master? Here I am. Thou and thy meaner fellows your last service did worthily perform, and I must use you in such another trick. Go, bring the rabble, or whom I give thee power, here to this place. Incite them to quick motion, for I must bestow upon the eyes of this young couple some vanity of mine art. It is my promise, and they expect it from me. Presently? Ay, with a twink. Before you can say, come and go, and breathe twice, and cry, so-so, each one tripping on his toe will be here with mop and mow. Do you love me, master, no? Dearly, my delicate Ariel, do not approach till thou dost hear me call. Well, I conceive. Exit Ariel. Look thou be true, do not give dalliance too much the rein. The strongest oaths are straw to the fire in the blood. Be more abstemious, or else good-night your vow. I warrant you, sir. The white, cold, virgin snow upon my heart abates the ardour of my liver. Well, now come, my Ariel, bring a corollary rather than want a spirit, appear, and pertly. No tongue, all eyes, be silent. Soft music. Enter Iris. Ceres, most bounteous lady, thy rich lees of wheat, rye, barley, vetches, oats, and peas, thy turfy mountains, where live nibbling sheep, and flat meads thatched with stover them to keep thy banks with pioned and twilled brims which spongy april at thy best betrims to make cold nymphs chaste crowns and thy broom groves whose shadow the dismissed bachelor loves being last lorn 
thy pole-clipped vineyard and thy sea-marge sterile and rocky hard where thou thyself dost air the queen o' the sky whose watery arch and messenger am i bids thee leave these and with her sovereign grace here on this grass-plot in this very place to come and sport her peacocks fly amain approach rich ceres her to entertain enter ceres hail many-coloured messenger that ne'er dost disobey the wife of jupiter who with thy saffron wings upon my flowers diffusest honey-drops refreshing showers and with each end of thy blue bow dost crown my bosky acres and my unshrubbed down rich scarf to my proud earth why hath thy queen summoned me hither to this short grass green a contract of true love to celebrate and some donation freely to estate on the blessed lovers tell me heavenly bow if venus or her son as thou dost know do now attend the queen since they did plot the means that dusky dis my daughter got her and her blind boys scandaled company i have forsworn of her society be not afraid i met her deity cutting the clouds toward paphos and her son dove drawn with her here thought they to have done some wanton charm upon this man and maid whose vows are that no bedright shall be paid till hymen's torch be lighted but in vain mars hot minion is returned again her waspish-headed son has broke his arrows swears he will shoot no more but play with sparrows and be a boy right out highest queen of state great juno comes i know her by her gate enter juno how does my bounteous sister go with me to bless this twain that they may prosperous be and honoured in their issue they sing honour riches marriage blessing long continuance and increasing hourly joys be still upon you juno sings her blessings on you earths increase foys in plenty barns and garners never empty vines and clustering branches growing plants with goodly burthen bowing spring come to you at the farthest in the very end of harvest scarcity and want shall shun you ceres blessing so is on you this is a most majestic vision and harmonious charmingly may i be bold to think these spirits spirits which by mine art i have from their confines called to enact my present fancies let me live here ever so rare a wondered father and a wife makes this place paradise juno and ceres whisper and send iris on employment sweet now silence juno and ceres whisper seriously there's something else to do hush and be mute or else our spell is marred you nymphs call naiads of the windering brooks with your sedged crowns and ever harmless looks leave your crisp channels and on this green land answer your summons juno does command come temperate nymphs and help to celebrate a contract of true love be not too late enter certain nymphs you sunburnt sicklemen of august weary come hither from the furrow and be merry Make holiday, your rye-straw hats put on, And these fresh nymphs encounter every one, In country footing. Enter certain reapers, properly habited. They join with the nymphs in a graceful dance. Towards the end whereof Prospero starts suddenly and speaks. After which, to a strange, hollow, and confused noise, They heavily vanish. I had forgot that foul conspiracy of the beast Caliban and his confederates against my life. The minute of their plot is almost come. To the spirits. Well done. Avoid. No more. 
This is strange. Your father's in some passion that works him strongly. Never till this day saw I him touched with anger so distempered. You do look, my son, in a moved sort, as if you were dismayed. Be cheerful, sir. Our revels now are ended. These our actors, as I foretold you, were all spirits, and are melted into air, into thin air. And, like the baseless fabric of this vision, the cloud-capped towers, the gorgeous palaces, the solemn temples, the great globe itself, yea, all which it inherit, shall dissolve, and like this insubstantial pageant faded, leave not a rack behind. We are such stuff as dreams are made on, and our little life is rounded with a sleep. Sir, I am vexed. Bear with my weakness. My old brain is troubled. Be not disturbed with my infirmity. If you be pleased, retire into my cell, and there repose. A turn or two I'll walk to still my beating mind. We, we wish, wish your, your peace. peace. Excellent. Come with a thought. I thank thee, Ariel. Come. Enter Ariel. Thy thoughts I cleave to. What's thy pleasure? Spirit, we must prepare to meet with Caliban. Ay, my commander, when I presented Ceres, I thought to have told thee of it, but I feared lest I might anger thee. Say again, where didst thou leave these varlets? I told you, sir, they were red-hot with drinking, so full of valour that they smote the air for breathing in their faces, beat the ground for kissing of their feet, yet always bending towards their project. Then I beat my table, at which like unbacked colts they pricked their ears, advanced their eyelids, lifted up their noses as they smelt music. So I charmed their ears, that calf-like, they my lowing followed through toothed briars, sharp furzes, prickling goss, and thorns, which entered their frail shins. At last I left them in the filthy mantled pool beyond your cell, there dancing up to the chins, that the foul lake or stunk their feet. This was well done, my bird. Thy shape invisible retain thou still. The trumpery in my house go bring it hither, for stale to catch these thieves. I go, I go. Exit Ariel. A devil, a born devil, on whose nature nurture can never stick, on whom my pains humanely taken, all, all lost, quite lost, and as with age his body uglier grows, so his mind cankers. I will plague them all, even to roaring. Re-enter Ariel, loaden with glistering apparel, etc. Come, hang them on this line. Prospero and Ariel remain invisible. Enter Caliban, Stefano, and Trinculo, all wet. Pray you tread softly, that the blind mole may not hear a footfall. We now are near his cell. Monster, your fairy, which you say is a harmless fairy, has done little better than played the jack with us. Oh, monster, I do smell all horse piss, at which my nose is in great indignation. So is mine. Do you hear, monster? If I should take a displeasure against you, look you. Thou wert but a lost monster. Good, my lord, give me thy favour still. Be patient, for the prize I'll bring thee to shall hoodwink this mischance. Therefore speak softly. All's hushed as midnight yet. Ah, but to lose our bottles in the pool. There is not only disgrace and dishonor in that, monster, but an infinite loss. 
That's more to me than my wedding. Yet this is your harmless fairy monster. I will fetch off my bottle, though I be o'er ears for my labor. Prithee, my king, be quiet. Seest thou here? This is the mouth of the cell. No noise and enter. Do that good mischief which may make this island thine own forever, and I, thy Caliban, for I thy footlicker. Give me thy hand. I do begin to have bloody thoughts. O King Stefano, O peer, O worthy Stefano, look what a wardrobe here is for thee. Let it alone, thou fool. It is but trash. Oh ho, monster, we know what belongs to a frippery. O King Stefano. Put off that gown, Trinculo. By this hand I'll have that gown. Thy grace shall have it. The dropsy drown this fool. What do you mean to dote thus on such luggage? Let's alone and do the murder first. If he awake from toe to crown, he'll fill our skins with pinches, make us strange stuff. Be you quiet, monster. Mistress Line, is not this my jerkin? Now is the jerkin under the line. Now, jerkin, you are like to lose your hair and prove a bald jerkin. Do, do. We still by line and level. Ain't like your grace. I thank thee for that jest. Here's a garment for't. Wit shall not go unrewarded while I am king of this country. Steel by line and level is an excellent pass of pate. There's another garment for't. <laughs> Monster, come, put some lime upon your fingers, and away with the rest. I will have none on't. We shall lose our time, and all be turned to barnacles or to apes with foreheads villainous law. Monster, lay to your fingers. Help to bear this away where my hogshead of wine is, or I'll turn you out of my kingdom. Go to, carry this. Oh, and this. I and this. A noise of hunters heard. Enter diverse spirits, in shape of dogs and hounds, and hunt them about, Prospero and Ariel setting them on. Hey, mountain, hey! Silver, there it goes, Silver. Fury, fury, there, tyrant, there, hark, hark! <coughs> Caliban, Stefano, and Trinculo are driven out. Go charge my goblins that they grind their joints with dry convulsions, shorten up their sinews with aged cramps, and more pinch-spotted make them than pard or cat a mountain. Hark! They roar! Let them be hunted soundly. At this hour lie at my mercy all mine enemies. Shortly shall all my labors end, and thou shalt have the air at freedom, for a little follow and do me service. End of Act 4